and welcome back to Top Chart Sports. I'm Victor. I'm joined today by Brett and a welcome back to Spencer, who is back with us after a month of being off due to personal reasons. Um, so welcome back, gentlemen, both of you. Thank you. Yes, welcome back, Spencer. Yeah. Um, so today, uh, I know it was kind of up in the air what we were going to do after we went through the second half of our NHL uh, edition kind of series of the qualifying round we actually are just going to talk about all the current news that's been happening because as sports really t- tend to have their return to play actions in place now or have started opening up depending or starting back up depending on the sport um there is more to discuss finally in the world of sports so we will focus on all that today uh brett will lead us through all this and then tune in next week when we will have a podcast episode specific to the PLL Premier Lacrosse League uh, and we will go through all of that because there's a lot to talk about with them and there's a lot to be excited about there uh, even for somebody who has never really followed or uh, played lacrosse such as myself and uh, is trying to get into it this year they really have an exciting format uh, but more on that next week and with that I will turn it over to Brett to take it away all right um, so first thing that should be discussed is Manchester City. Um, as we've discussed a couple times, I think, here on Top Cheddar, uh, they had been banned two years from playing any European football. So that's Europa League, Champions League, FA Cup, any of that. Um, UEFA was the ones that gave them that ban. Um, it was overturned today officially. Um and it's pretty astonishing how much they did overturn it. It went from a two-year ban and a 40 million euro ban, um, monetary-wise, to zero-year ban and just 10 million euros. Um, this has a lot of impact, certainly on the Premier League this season, um, as you know, it was kind of assumed that they would still be banned and the fifth spot in the table would be a champions league spot, making the sixth spot, a Europa league spot that is obviously out the window as city will, they've already locked up a champions league spot. Um, so now just one through four, like any normal year gets a champions league spot and five is Europa league, um, which basically turns this from like probably like a six or seven team race for a champions league spot to just a three team race. Uh, being with, well, maybe a four, being uh, Chelsea, Leicester, Man United, and Wolves now, pretty much the only teams that could realistically finish top four still. Um, So big impacts there. I think this is kind of bad because they did violate a lot of um, financial and transfer rules. And to completely overturn this just kind of welcomes anybody else to to do that. Um, I would have liked to see them keep at least a one-year ban but i don't know i think i think like i said this just opens the door for more teams to try it because there's really no consequences it seems um any thoughts from either of you on this yeah yeah go ahead ahead, victor oh my god wow uh what i was gonna say is this is kind of the issue every time you have an instance where a team in any sport or organization um, 
breaks a rule and does so in a pretty like pretty major way. Um, like you said, they were lying about lying about like financial stuff, which um, I mean, that's huge, uh, especially in in soccer. Um, and uh, they were doing it for a, a while, uh, right? Like, um, yeah. So you with with instances such as this and uh i don't know how how many times this has happened in the past with teams um if it's happened at all and you have to come out hard uh on on punishments um so like you said even just having a one-year ban that shows that it's serious um and and to come out strong and then to pull back like you said as well is just gonna it's just gonna cause people to say like oh and there's really you know like one there's a good chance we don't even get caught because they were doing it for how long right so we can try that too and if we do get caught the the penalty won't be that severe right exactly um and especially you know manchester city obviously has a lot of money Mm -hmm. But a two-year ban, that can be very detrimental to a team. Um, you know, I, I think they'd still have success. But if you're not getting that European football, that's where most of your money comes from. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we could have seen some, like, long-term impacts even right? Uh, that hurt the team. But, yeah, again, that's just all out the window now. You're exactly right. Um, the only team that comes to mind that really did something similar to this in the past was Chelsea um, of probably like five or six years ago now. And they had a two year ban where they weren't allowed to bring in any new players um, in the transfer window. They could still play European football, but they couldn't bring in any new players. Um, And that was upheld. So that did happen. And that is um, now done obviously, but it's just interesting. uh, This decision, I wasn't happy with it at all. Yeah. To jump in here, it really is a precedent setter, and it's really disappointing to see that there's pretty much not uh, large consequences for anything like this in the future, because you know if anything less than this is proven by any team that there will be no suspension, because now they'll compare it back to this case, essentially, and uh, that 10 million euros is pretty much the new uh, amount for what something like this costs, so... And in the English Premier League, I mean, that's not a lot of money where you see some like just even player contracts uh, can cost that amount or transfer fees can cost so much more depending on the player. So it really is uh, disappointing to see that people don't really hold their ground when it comes to these type of suspensions um, and consequences put in place. Uh, and the other big thing, as you talked about, not only bringing in money from those different uh, Europa tournaments or uh, Europa leagues that and Champions League and whatnot, it's also just a fact of there could have been different players who wouldn't necessarily want to play for Man City uh, because of this. So not only is it would it have been the team not bringing in that money, it would have been players maybe slightly more hesitant for... Uh, picking Man City over someone else uh, if right. they have to, to play for. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point as well. Uh, a lot of players want to play, you know, the reason they go to these big clubs all the time is because they want to play Champions League soccer. Um, 
and yeah if you're banned then that would certainly hurt them in the market as well um and yeah good point i mean 10 million euros is nothing to a team like man city um other teams you know that might hurt a lot but that's pennies to them so really did nothing there um and then jumping over uh to american soccer um the mls is back tournament as they titled it and what a what a disaster this has been i mean for those who don't know two teams that were supposed to be in the tournament have already completely had to back out due to COVID 19 that is nashville sc and fc dallas um Another match between DC United and Toronto FC was postponed because they had two positive tests. And it is a little concerning that they have done the same thing that pretty much every other sport is going to be doing, which is going in a bubble and, you know, having restrictions within that bubble. Um, it's also concerning that they are also down at um, – ESPN's complex, which is adjacent to Disney World, um, which is where the NBA is going. So that's a little bit of a concern. We know Florida has been a hot spot for the virus. Um, so it is, you do kind of question why leagues are even going down there to begin with. But um, certainly it calls for concern. But yeah, the tournament itself, I mean, they have been playing games. ESPN's showing all of it because there's nothing else to show. So they're getting. <laughs> <laughs> the television um, aspect of it. And that's all good for the league, but it's been a disaster. I mean, it really has been just a disaster. It's it's to the point where players are even saying they don't know if they even want to continue and finish out and see out this tournament because of just how much uncertainty there is with each day. It seems there's just a new disaster to report with that tournament. Yeah, uh, MLS already, like, you know, for, for the most part, is not a great product. It's not, it's especially not a great soccer product, um, mm-hmm. uh, football for uh, international um, purposes. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, kind of a, a joke, Brett, you, you tweeted about it. Uh, You're like, you know, I enjoy jokes, there's room for jokes and sports but um <laughs> it's just it's just it's just kind of like why you know um a bit of an unpopular opinion seeing as we are a sports podcast that i'm about to come out with but um you know it's really not that important um for you know these american sports to be um What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I mean, just carrying out their seasons, really, if it's unsafe. Um, you know, like for anybody who's a sports fan, there is, I mean, there's plenty of sports out there to watch. Uh, people were finding a way, you know, when this thing was at its peak. Um, and now other countries that are, you know, in a much better situation have been putting out products uh, for you to watch and enjoy if you've really, really been that starved. Um, and, and like to your point, Brett, you know, it's a bit concerning that MLS, you know, all they have coming out right now is just kind of like, it's just bad news after bad news after bad news when it could be something positive, like, you know, we're seeing American soccer and, um, you know, 
games are being played and wow, it's so great to have sports back. But instead, all we're hearing about is, well, uh, this domino fell, another domino fell. You brought up the point that it is in Florida. So is basketball. Now that's going to throw doubt um, kind of over that and, you know, get people kind of thinking there. Um, it's just, it's just kind of like, why? For sure. There hits a point where it's just not, it's not necessary. Especially when you're American soccer, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm... You're really not necessary. So yeah, that pretty much wraps up our MLS talks. But of course, as we brought up during the MLS talks, they're not too far away from the NBA. So let's transition into that now. Uh, I'll pass it back to you, Brett. A lot's been happening uh, with the NBA startup, and we'll let you just kind of go over this and talk about, especially being in a similar hub city uh, as MLS, the COVID concerns there. Yeah, um, well, they are, all the teams have reported to Orlando, um, minus some of their players that already had COVID. Um, They're still waiting until they get the all clear to join them. Um, Apparently, bubble life is very strict for the NBA, which is a good thing, but so strict that Rashawn Holmes um a few days ago left the bubble by just a few yards um left like the the zone i guess to pick up his doordash and because he did that they're making him quarantine now uh for what will be 10 more days um 14 total for him uh just from picking up his doordash so i hope his doordash was worth it um but that's how strict and serious they are taking this, which is a good thing, but certainly unfortunate for Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> okay, here's my question with this whole thing. I assume if he has to quarantine based off this, that the DoorDash delivery guy is not allowed inside the bubble. So how does that work? Like, is it just like, let me throw it over the imaginary bubble line to you? Because how do you, or are you just not allowed to do any type of delivery? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know all the details. I would imagine you could just, you know, leave it at, like, the door or so. And, and, let, and let the the players know it's there. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Are they even allowed to do DoorDash? Like, maybe that's the bigger issue. I don't know. Um, but Joel Embiid has mentioned he's just playing a lot of video games and just staying in the room by himself. Um yeah, the the bubble life in the NBA certainly seems more strict than the MLS, which, again, is probably a good thing. Uh, also interesting, because I saw Ben Simmons went fishing. So I don't know if that was when that took place, but interesting that, like, DoorDash got you shut down, but they probably had to travel somewhere to go fishing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That might. I'm assuming that was probably before the bubble, but I don't know. Maybe not. So, um, speaking of Ben Simmons, it should be noted, uh, Brett Brown in an interview today, apparently at the Sixers practices, um, Shake Milton has been the point guard and they are playing Ben Simmons at the four. Um, and that's what the Sixers want to do moving forward. Um, to which I, as a, I mean, we're all Sixers fans. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I think it has a lot of potential. Apparently, Shake Milton, in Joel Embiid's words, has been doing a fantastic job at point guard. 
Um, it's a way to get him more minutes. It's a way to mm-hmm. keep Al Horford on the bench more. And it's a way to still have Ben kind of facilitate, but just from a different spot on the court. Um, I think I think it could work if they can get it to work. They tried it in the playoffs last year, as you guys remember, having Jimmy Butler bring the ball up and Ben play the four um, against Toronto. And that did not work at all. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see if with more practice with it, if they can get it to work. I, I, it's interesting to me. Yeah. I, I like it. I think it's a good idea. I think, like you said, get Shake some more minutes. Um, and not not only, like, keep Al Horford off the, uh, off the court. That's not the important thing. It's don't have Horford and Embiid out there together. If you remember, when Embiid didn't play uh, this year, uh, whenever he was out for whatever reason, Horford showed up fairly well. Um, it's just a matter of having those two out on the court at the same time. It just doesn't mesh. Um, and so if we need to use Ben at the four as our excuse to not have both of them out there at the same time. Um, if we really don't think shake can perform without having the ball in his hands coming up the court, then so be it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes me wonder a little because we know, um, I mean, as Sixers fans who encourage uh, Ben Simmons to shoot more, we see in practice that he does, but out on the court, he really doesn't take too many shots outside the key. Uh, or that aren't layups or dunks. So it kind of makes me wonder if he's not bringing it up, if he can thrive in that four role. Um, right. Since, I mean, that's like a lot of his power comes from him controlling the ball and then setting everything up. So, yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, but they've definitely made moves that I wasn't excited about at the time but worked out well so hopefully this is another one of them yeah yeah i hope it works well but i agree i think ben having the ball in his hands i mean we've seen he's i mean he's an all he went to the all-star game as a point guard he's an all-star point guard exactly Um, so the question becomes can he be an even better power forward we'll see i guess i i do like that shakes getting more minutes from this so um, that was it from me for NBA. I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to. Yeah, I, I thought uh, something worth noting is um, today uh, Russell Westbrook announced that he tested positive for uh, COVID-19. So he's not in the bubble currently with the, the rest of the guys. Um, and I think this is something that is going to be with pretty much every sport, but you have to think about, you know, like we're going to have star players potentially um, sitting out for personal reasons or because they themselves have tested positive. And I think that just, it's going to be really strange. Um, You know, it's like the first year after a player retires, like a star player retires and you're like, wow, we're going to have, you know, X sport without Y player. Um, And we're going to kind of get that with, I think a lot of people um, coming up with these uh, seasons that we're finishing out or going to be starting up soon. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting. And then another thing to note is uh, two players have tested positive within the bubble now. Um, So it's still a very real threat, very real possibility that this thing 
you know, can still spread to these guys. Everybody has to keep that in mind. So as long as the players are, you know, smart, as smart as they can be, um, you know, I think it's tough for these young guys because they like live a certain lifestyle and to then kind of have that ripped away, like, you know, I'm sure that's not easy, uh, you know, living a, a lavish lifestyle, but, um, you know, as long as they can be smart about it, which, you know, kids will be kids, but, uh, you know, hopefully there aren't any issues. Um, I think it's two, two players tested positive out of like 300 some. So it's a, it's a, it's a really, really small percentage, obviously, but that's still more than zero. So there is, there still needs to be cause for concern there and people can't just be reckless. Right. Right. And you mentioned, I, I do know Victor Oladipo has opted out um, of the Indiana Pacers. I'm not sure if there's any other big name guys I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, Oladipo at least was hurt um, most of the season. And, um, you know. Everything mixed for, together for, to play into it. Yeah. And, and for and for him, um, I think he basically was just like, yeah, I'm just going to focus on continuing to rehab. And I think that's smart. You know, like why, why rush back in the middle of all this mess? And like, there's really no need for you. You were most likely not going to play this season. Um, or if you were. Uh, I guess you would have potentially been back to the playoffs, right? Um, right. I guess, yeah. But you know, I, yeah, that that's that's not like a huge one. I thought Westbrook was like the the real crazy one. I just my one uh, worry slash hope it doesn't happen is that the playoffs in this NHL or anything happening don't come down to which big player is missing for you for which series, like. Mm-hmm. Like, will it come down to, oh, someone tested positive in the first round uh, that was one of your big stars, and they basically, you just had to get by the first round without them versus, like, gosh forbid, what if LeBron or someone who's one of the bigger names in the league gets it in the semifinals or finals? Like, it it just makes me worried from that regard. Um, I know also um, the entire New York Knicks roster um, also opted out of the tournament. <laughs> That's good to note. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Um, I don't. I really don't think they're gonna have problems though. Um, you know, once once everyone's in the bubble, I really don't think they're gonna have any issues with that. Hopefully, as long as everybody can abide by the rules. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope so. That's a good segue, I guess, um, to the NHL. Um, Training camps opened today, actually, across the league for every team. Uh, so the players get to get back together and skate together again. Um, so exciting times there. Um, players also head till 5 o'clock today uh, to decide whether they were going to play or not. And we do have a list of players who opted out. Uh, mostly just depth guys. Most of the big name guys are playing. However, there are two defensemen that would have that were pretty big pieces of their respective teams that have opted out. That is Mike Green of the Edmonton Oilers and Travis Hamonic of the Calgary Flames. Um, Green was just acquired at the deadline for the Oilers, so he hadn't really played with them all that much uh, beforehand. Hamannick was hurt most of the year, uh, so he also didn't really play with the Flames most of the year as well. So 
I don't think either is really going to impact the, te- the respective teams all that much. Um, but definitely worth noting. And then Max Domi of the Canadians got a pass to take another week to decide. Um, he does have type 1 diabetes, so he is still pondering whether to play or not. Um, and like I said, the rest are just depth guys, so I don't really think uh, we need to get into all of that. But um, anything else you guys want to touch on NHL-wise? Yeah. So I just want to say, since it is the first day back of uh... – or essentially their uh, practices again. We are seeing a lot of people who were injured are back out there. So that's great to see that at least some good kind of came from this and uh, injuries have still healed. I mean, time is still time. And uh, although the season wasn't happening, we got to see that. And I also want to say, because uh, we haven't talked about it since it happened, um, Oscar Lindblom finally finished his radiation treatment for cancer. So he is, Good to go. He rang his bell on his way out uh, on July 2nd. So incredible to see that uh, he's, I can't imagine with all this happening that he'll play with the Flyers this postseason uh, with, of course, his risks. But uh, it's great to see him just back with the team and uh, doing well. Yes. um, Awesome also to see how, again, how the hockey community all came together, as they always do. when situations like that arise. Um, but yeah, we are all Oscar strong and great to see him healed. Uh, good point. Bringing that one up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but everything in the NHL seems on track still for an August 1st puck drop for the qualifying round. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just hope, you know, I believe it's on the 26th that teams will go to their respective hub cities. Yeah. Um, so that'll that's, be a big tell as to if we will stay on track or not once they travel there. I also saw a few different teams plan on doing some type of exhibition game either versus other teams or uh, at least like a, a blue-on-white game, essentially, as most colleges or other teams put it, where it's themselves versus each other in a more serious format. So, yeah. All right, um, that's a good time to talk about a little baseball. Uh, Spencer, I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, while we're talking about two or uh, leagues that have uh, done fairly well to uh, get something together, and you know, hopefully, and it, it seems promising uh, for both the NBA and the NHL. I'd say uh, currently, um, baseball is looking, in my opinion. Uh, a little more shaky. Uh, they do have like a definitive plan in place um, as to when they're getting back underway. I think it's July 23rd. Um, but I just, you know, again, think it's really interesting um, that you've got certain players saying they, uh, you know, kind of have their doubts about the season. Um, and I think this is more important uh, than like, you know, a player coming out in the NBA or NHL because, you know, those Again, they're in, like, bubble cities and everything like that. Um, Whereas baseball, there's still going to be a decent amount of traveling to various cities. They aren't really just getting all the teams that are going to be playing each other in one specific location. So I think there is still a good reason for concern there. Um, You've got a lot of people who are uh, opting out. Uh, Guys who, you know, are older, so 
you know, this season may not have been that important for them. Um, guys who uh, coming back from injuries, kind of an obvious choice. Like, again, kind of like what we were saying with Oladipo, may not have really played anyway. So, you know, what's really the loss? Um, you were planning on being out the entire season anyway to rehab and stuff like that. But there are some interesting players who will not. Um, Buster Posey won't be playing this year, which is crazy to think about. Um, You know, one of the best catchers of our lifetime. um, And he just won't be playing baseball this year. Um, He's probably like the most, uh, I guess, important player. Um, But uh, Nick Markakis of the Braves has come out and said that he's not going to play Freddie Freeman, their first baseman, one of the better first basemen in baseball. He tested positive uh, for COVID-19. So um, the two of them apparently talked and Mark Agus did not like what he was hearing from Freddie and decided, uh, you know, F that not going to be doing it. Uh, And the most important player in all of baseball, Mike Trout has been one of the more vocal people, uh, you know, Discussing doubts, uh, he has a, he hasn't opted out of playing this year, um, and so hopefully he can put together a Mike Trout season in sixty games, provided all sixty aren't in fact played. Um, but yeah, just really interesting. Still, we talked about it a lot, um, and uh, you know, I still just don't think the MLB has really. Um, you know, the player's best interest and just the sport's best interest in mind with all of this. Yeah, I wanted to, we actually haven't had you on since the MLB announced their return to play plan. So I wanted to hear your thoughts just on, I mean, we did touch on the negotiation part of it, but uh, just wanted to hear your thoughts on what they ultimately came up with. And also I did want to note as well, you mentioned they don't have the best interest of their fans. I did hear that, um, MLB TV is still going to black out all local broadcasts um, on there, which fans were very upset about considering they can't go to the games and now they still can't stream their local team um, given a shortened season. Uh, So just another example of kind of how MLB has been pushing their fans away. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I wanted to hear your thoughts on what they ultimately came up with for their return to play plan. I mean, I think them trying to do 60 games is very, uh, very generous. Um, you know, I, I just don't see it actually working out. Um, and the fact that uh, I kind of brought it up, I was like, I, I, I said, you know, why not just have the teams play their own division? Um, in that instance, you could just get the five teams in like a hub city. You would have six hub cities um, at that point just have them play each other after, you know, X number of games, whoever has the best record, they win that division and you go on. And that's almost what they're doing. Um, Except if you're an NL central team, not only are you just playing the NL central, you are also playing some interleague games against the AL central. Uh, And with that, they're um, just having a universal DH this year, uh, which is something that, you know, should have been coming. I, again, I just don't think it's that great of a plan. You're still going to be traveling. Um, if you don't think there are risks to that, then, you know, they clearly haven't been paying attention to what's been going on. 
Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll really have to kind of wait and see what happens here, but I think anybody who's a baseball fan, just given how some of the players are talking and stuff, just shouldn't be getting their hopes up too high that this thing's actually going to fully play out. So you still have doubts. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and you, so I was, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. I was ready to throw in the towel uh, on the season. Uh, you know, when we were talking about it, I was fine if they would have just said, you know what, screw this. Let's just make sure we have a plan in place for next season in case this thing's still going on. And we, for some reason, aren't going to be able to get the season underway on time there. You know, yeah. um, this was just a whole mess from from the beginning of it. And no surprise that it's still just not really that great of a plan um yeah and speaking of you know what you said the mlb you know if this is still going on let's just bag it go to next year i think that's a good way to kind of transition to the nfl who i feel like hasn't really been planning ahead if this does still get really bad um I feel like I haven't heard of them making any preparations of just in case. Um, They seem to just be kind of thinking, I know they did reduce the preseason games from four to two, Mm -hmm. but they seem to just be thinking like everything's going to be fine and we're going to be able to play our season. I feel like. Yeah. I saw not to cut in, but I saw a few of the changes they made. Some, I mean, are better than others. I saw something like they won't be allowed to do Jersey swaps, which to me, yeah, it kind of makes sense, but it's also just taking no, 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 it does not make sense. Hold on. Yeah, uh, thank you for bringing that up. So you're telling me <laughs> players are going to be able to still full body contact each other yes. the entire game, but yeah. you draw the line after the game. You can't simply hand a jersey to each other. Here, here's, what? Here's why their jersey swap, in my mind, has some partial way about it making it okay is because please explain if if you're saying no jersey swap that to me means there is going to be no like none of any type of contact or like discussion after the game there will be no teams going to contact it all game no 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 but (laughs) you have a lot of reporters that go out after the game and you have a lot of other people that go out and in my mind if you're not doing jersey swaps then none of that is happening and then you're at least limiting it to players and players in which case, I still think the players should be allowed to jersey swap, but no re- reporters or media what, on the field. What does this have to do with reporters? I don't understand. Because it's just more people who could be possibly affected by COVID. Yeah, but why, why do reporters be on the field? Anyways, they're going to be banned regardless. Are they? Have we announced that? Yeah. We haven't personally, but... Because well, the yeah. NFL. Other sports yeah, have. They're going to be limited. and Yeah. In which case, I don't get the jerseys. Absolutely outrageous. And I think that goes to show still how the NFL is just kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, like, cocky in a way? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think they're just so... Uh, they that know... Ridiculous they, I've ever... Ugh. The NFL knows that almost no matter what they do, they still have the highest numbers and that people will watch. And it does make it frustrating for whatever decisions they make that 
they still get the viewership they do. Like people are mad about it, but they still get the viewership. Um, yeah. Uh, the good thing I saw them trying to look into, and I don't know how feasible it is, but they have uh, been working with everybody who their safety team, uh, as well as everybody who manufactures helmets to possibly do some type of mouth, uh, like yeah. clear mouthpiece essentially. So as opposed to a face shield for your eyes, as most a lot of players have, uh, like some type of tint, it would essentially cover the whole mouth area with some type of, I think, filter almost, because you still have to be mm-hmm. able to breathe through it. But that way it limits uh, content, air-to-air uh, transport. Yeah, that, that has been like the one positive. And, you know, I, I don't know if they're really doing a lot to, to plan ahead, but they're at least finally starting to talk about certain things um and you know hopefully that you know as the season starts to creep a little bit closer you know they start to as you were kind of saying brett like take this a little more serious and realize that they aren't untouchable and that this could be a serious concern for them this and this is the biggest issue with mlb they stayed complacent they said that they were going to be fine and look how quickly that blew up in their face so hopefully that doesn't happen to the nfl you know like mid preseason um, all of a sudden they're just like, oh, a season isn't feasible at the moment, you know, and they rip I, it away from us. Hopefully they have a plan. My biggest hope is that the NF- we only haven't heard about NFL stuff because it's pretty much the only league that isn't, like, shouldn't be playing at the moment anyways or isn't in the middle of a season. Like, I'm really just hoping that they have all these things in the works or at least discussing them. And since it's not their season yet, we're still, like, a month away from when we would actually start that we haven't heard them publicly, but like they know about it. That's but, a big wish. That is yeah, a big it wish. Is. It is. And probably too much to ask, but knowing I just feel like I just feel like they aren't they aren't planning at all. That I, I don't know. It would be public knowledge. I mean, they're it the NFL. It, it's always they're always in the face of the public. Doesn't matter if it's their season or not. They will steal the spotlight about anything. What's Tom Brady doing? Is he taking a bath? Are there bubbles? It's all important things for us to keep in mind. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess that wish is too much to ask by that logic. Um, but yeah. But there is some NFL stuff still to talk about that's not COVID related. Um, I'll, I'll, Victor, I'll let you start. I know you wanted to talk about Mr. Mahomes. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, which anybody listening to this, probably knows by now because you follow sports uh patrick mahomes signed the most groundbreaking contract in sports pretty much uh it is an extension which i believe and i have to double check he already he still has two years on his current contract because i saw this would go for the next 12 years i know it is a 10-year extension uh that 10-year segment is worth 503 million dollars uh total this is more than, I forget the exact number, it's either 9, 10, or 11 NHL franchises. Uh, it is incredible the amount of money he's being paid. Granted, that being said, I mean, the team gets paid based off their success and their viewership and all that. So at least the players are benefiting from this uh, in this way. It's not just the owners. Uh, but man, it's it's something. Half a billion dollars for Patrick Mahomes. There is a long list of things he cannot do, or uh, I think essentially the contract is like void. 
um, from that point forward. And that includes pretty much any type of sporting activity that you could possibly think of aside from football, um, which I wasn't like, didn't think was too weird because one, you're paying the guy half a billion dollars. And two, I don't think many players are trying to do it really any other activities during the season anyways. So it's really just limiting the off season, uh, but he can't do anything from like water ski to like play a game of like backyard basketball to anything. Uh, and yeah, of that $500 million, I saw just over 140 million is guaranteed from this point forward. So, I mean, good for him. He, he's had an amazing, what, two and a half years in the NFL. Uh, that being said, is two and a half years enough to give someone that contract? I don't know. Um, I don't, but it's just a ridiculous amount of money. So good for him. Is Patrick Mahomes yes. better than Mike Trout? Oh. Uh, so, kind of hard to compare, but I would say no. I would I think Patrick Mahomes has more of an impact on if the Chiefs can win a championship than Mike Trout does for the Angels. Correct. Okay. Yeah. By that logic, I think he is more valuable. I don't know if I would say he's better. Okay. Is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in football right now? Yes. Okay. Is Patrick Mahomes the best football player in football right now? Possibly. I don't... I would say yes to that, too. I'd say no. I think Justin Tucker is. (laughs) It's just crazy to think that... uh, Because, I mean, to answer all those questions that I just asked, you know, it's pretty much a yes, especially when asking, is Mahomes, you know, like, the best football player or, you know, however you want to break it down. He is the best quarterback and stuff like that. Um, But despite those things... Pretty soon, we're going to see somebody, maybe not pretty soon, but eventually. Um, and it'll probably be sooner rather than later. Somebody will have a bigger contract than this. And it's just bananas to yeah. think about. Because who's um, going to come along that's actually better than Mahomes? Who's going to come along that's maybe better that than Mahomes? Maybe that guy, you know? the Bengals just drafted, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Shut, yeah. shut it'll, up. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be interesting just based off this for how teams value their QB compared to Mahomes. Obviously, even if he's not as good as Mahomes, but like, let's say you thought your QB was worth 300 mil before. And now that Mahomes got 500, you're like, wow, I might have to pay them 400. Like, Mm -hmm. so it just makes me wonder, I believe within the next few years, like Lamar Jackson is going to get a long contract. Deshaun, I think we'll get a, some type of extension if I'm correct in the next three years. Uh, Dak still hasn't signed and he thinks he's worth, apparently 510 mil uh so yeah it just makes me wonder about all those people um but yeah i mean that's what that's what happened i mean joe flacco for the longest time was the highest paid quarterback um like it doesn't matter if you're actually better or not um and jack lamar is a is a great example um because it's you know up in the air still um there i mean i would still say mahomes is better than him but jackson's obviously a phenomenal athlete i mean he's proven it Um, if 
if, and, and I, there's a good chance that he ha- that he gets a bigger contract. If Jackson goes out and wins the Super Bowl next year, I would not be surprised if the Ravens offer him more than Mahomes. Like, because at that point, and that's why if I'm if I'm an NFL executive, I absolutely hate the Kansas City Chiefs because they didn't <laughs> just raise the bar or the standard, if you will. They shattered it. They absolutely yeah. shattered it. And you're exactly right. This is now the new like standard for these guys almost. But, and it's absurd. But this is why for the Chiefs, it's good. Because one, they do it's have the best quarterback. And two, all those other teams are going to waste money on their yes. quarterbacks. Which, like, yes, it's but a the small... Chiefs also are. I understand he's the best quarterback in the league, allegedly. <laughs> no, I think I think Deshaun Watson's definitely better. Just... Get out! Get out! <laughs> but like, so false as you. They're literally. He's gonna have to like throw the ball up high, right? Bomb it downfield and go run and get it himself. Because I don't know how the Chiefs are gonna be able to field a competitive team around him. I mean, I think every Sammy Watkins already said that. Yeah, I'd still rather play for less and play with Mahomes and try and win another yep. Super Bowl. Yeah, not everybody's gonna have that mindset. No, not but enough people but will that they can or, put yeah. those people on the field. Yeah, but yep. they're not. You're gonna start to get the Patriots then. They're not good. I don't know. I think this really is gonna, especially defensively, also is gonna really cause problems for the Chiefs. My. My one worry is that I saw a statistic somewhere, and I don't know where or I would quote them on it, uh, scrolling through, is that there's only been, I think, four times where QB has gotten a 10-plus year, 10-year or more contract before, and none of them have ever reached that 10-year mark. So, like, with that team, at least. Uh, or they've retired before. So, obviously, Mahomes got his a lot younger, so he probably won't retire by the end, but it just makes me wonder if he'll be with the Chiefs for all time. And if he's not, who's going to pick up that contract? Yeah, a 10-year contract in football is just bananas. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous to lock yourself in for that. And um, Yeah, I mean, 10 years... I mean, it's not fully guaranteed, at least, but, you know, it's still... For example, 10 years ago, some of the best names in the NFL were Maurice Jones-Drew... Uh, Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, actually in his prime, not just still chugging along uh, at an above average level. I mean, like half the names from a decade ago aren't playing, at least. So, I mean, that's football. I mean, right there. Yeah, exactly. So, and yeah, I guess speaking of quarterbacks, um, we didn't talk about the Patriots signing Cam Newton. Um, so that happened. However, he is still Did apparently not going to be the starter. What? They really like what they have in What's-His-Face. Um, exactly. Oh. Stidham, Stidham, whatever his name is. Yeah, and the, the plan or apparently Boyer, is Boyer. that Cam will still get snaps, um, and the Patriots are going to just get super creative with how they use Cam. Um, so we might see kind of like a... Uh, this is even worse for non I'm drawing a blank right? on the Saints guy, Tyson Hill. Tyson. We might see a Tyson Hill situation. But apparently, yeah, they really like Stidham. And he is still right now in line to be the starter. Wow. No way. Which just goes to show, again, Bill Belichick's genius. And people should be scared about this. They really should. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Go ahead, Spencer. 
I don't know if I said this um, to, to you guys or not. I can't remember if I did or not. But I absolutely, when the Bears didn't get Cam Newton, I was like, he's going to go to the Patriots. Uh, I thought he was a perfect fit for the Bears. Um, and I was like, oh, Brady's no longer with the Patriots. Uh, nobody's picked up Cam Newton for whatever fucking reason. Bill Belichick's going to go, fuck it. Like, we're just going to pick him up. Yeah. And, uh, like, they're going to be willing to change that offensive scheme if they have to to better fit Cam. Um, you know, even if they're down with um, whatever his name is, Stidham. Um, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. That's how little it's I funny. know. It's well, funny. I guarantee we'll all know his name in a couple of years because he'll have won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, I also want to note that maybe <laughs> uh, Cam Newton at the moment is playing for the Patriots for less than one point two five million. Yeah, so it's he can have incentives that carry him up to like seven point five, which I don't think go against the the cap hit anyways because they're just bonuses at the end of the year. But yeah, it's I mean they find a way and with all of that. Also, the Patriots. Apparently, I don't know the full story with this, but apparently they had still been paying some sort of money for both Antonio Brown and Aaron Hernandez. And they filed some case for it and they won. So they just basically they earned eight million more in cap space back, which would whatever cover they did. Them even more than Cam's max. Right. With bonuses. So they actually gained cap room by. And got Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff for Patriots fans. Um, And I guess the last thing then for NFL, unless you guys have something else, is to discuss the Washington football team. Yeah. So, I mean, this is slightly bigger than just uh, the former Redskins. uh, As... They officially said they are changing their logo and nickname. Um, I thought it was interesting. It's called a nickname. I never realized that till this whole thing, as opposed to the team name. Um, anyways, there's a def- definitely a few other teams throughout sports uh, that this could impact too. But I mean, it's it's fitting that the Redskins finally have moved on past that name. That the football team will now get a new nickname um, because it's just been too long. I'm not surprised it happened during all this. I'm actually a little surprised it lasted as long as it did. So, yeah. Yeah, like this is nothing new, right? People have been calling for the name change for years. Yeah. Their owners just been so just hell bent on not changing it. Um, I, I was still surprised that they did. Personally. Yeah, I mean, uh... they, they pulled up the quote from 2013 where he's like, we're basically like, we're never changing it. Repeat all caps, never, so don't bother asking, or like, bothering. And seven years later, uh, lots happened that they will now. I'm not surprised um, that it's happening. Uh, and also, I don't think we should, um, you know, be uh, entirely uh, excited that they're finally doing it. I know that's a weird uh, statement to say, but this very clearly isn't a move about, you know, making sure that they don't have a uh, offensive logo and team name. It's still about the money. And it's yep. really shameful, in my opinion, that 
you know, everybody wants to see it in the, the right light. Um, but this wouldn't have happened if FedEx wouldn't have stopped taking a step back and go, wait a second, like, we are the name on your arena, your stadium. Um, right. And we aren't really comfortable, you know, and Doing even it. then it's like, why did you get into the business in the first place, FedEx? But, you know, had it not been for FedEx saying that they were going to pull out and, uh, you know, then the Redskins wouldn't have had that money. Um, this name change wouldn't have come. And it's still super, super shameful, in my opinion, that it even took this long. And that really the only reason, again, isn't for the right uh, political correctness and um, societal reasons. It's it's money. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Brett, if you were about to say something. Yeah, no, I agree completely, Spencer. It's It's disgraceful when you pull back and look at the reason that uh, – Snyders are finally doing this. Um, but still, it's a good thing. Um, oh, for sure. And I, I think, I believe they're keeping the same color scheme and everything. Um, they're just obviously a new logo and name, which um, apparently also they have decided on. They're just uh, some trademark issues they're working out before yeah. they announce so, it. So. And I saw... And I don't know how correct this is, but I did see that the reason they haven't announced a new name yet is because um, when they gave all their possibilities, some guy who isn't even from DC went out and trademarked uh, essentially every single like of the 15 names. Like the same guy did it all. So I think they have to either come up with something else or buy it off of him. And I don't know how foolproof this is. So if anybody listens to this, has more info on this because it came from a pretty solid source. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued to see how this plays out and uh, what their new name will be. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, yeah. Is there any other team, yes, professional or college, I guess, that you think should follow suit and also well, change their name and or logo? I know the Cleveland Indians recently changed their logo. Yeah, I mean... Personally, I think the Indians should be the next to go, considering that it's clearly named after Native Americans and it's literally the wrong word. Um, yeah. So I think the Cleveland Indians should change name. Uh, I think I know that the Chiefs and Braves are under talks uh, or like kind of being called out. Uh, I could see the mm-hmm. Chiefs doing it. I think the Braves would be a little more surprising to me. The Braves uh, did say they're not changing. Um but they are looking at their their little hammer celebration that they do, which I would be totally on board for getting rid of that because that's just annoying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the only other team that I wanted to bring up actually from this is the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, pretty much came out very early and said, we are not changing it. Um, and the reason for that is for those people that don't know why the Blackhawks have their name, it's actually based off a Native American name, like an actual person, Black Hawk, uh, who served in one of the infantry divisions in World War II, and they named it after him. It's not necessarily just about the group of people, uh, and that is why they said they're not changing it, because it's honoring him, not defacing the rest. Yes, it's honoring him. um, The logo... I think I they're mean, going to defend the logo. That's with the still a little questionable to me. I know that's supposed to be him, but 
I mean, that's yeah, it's an iconic logo, though. I mean, it's certainly more history to it than the Redskins or any of the other teams we just named. Um, it's been around longer, so we'll see. But yes, they, yeah, good point bringing that up. Um, yeah, good luck there. Yeah. Spencer, and I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I think the Indians are definitely like the clear, like you said, they're going to be the next one. Um, they changed the logo, which was good because that logo was uh, absurdly racist. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just think like when you have uh, these these team names, there were like uh, there there have been like uh, sociological and uh, studies on on this, and uh, just like the the verbiage that'll be used um, to describe the teams when they have um, this kind of like connotation with them. So like the Indians, um, there were like news headlines of like you know, insert team name, uh, murder the Indians in a nine inning game. And it's just like, just super, super weird, uh, verbiage that sounds like right. absurdly disgusting. Um, and that and, pretty easily be fixed. Yeah. You know, and, uh, by just, uh, doing a simple, very, very simple name change. I think, we as a society and then we in the sports world need to just get over this whole tradition um, stigma that that things need to be exactly how they were and must stay the same. I think we all just need to be a lot more open to change with some just blatantly obvious things. And mm -hmm. if it means starting with, uh, you know, name changes, I, I'm all for uh, putting rule changes on the back burner. If we can just get rid of some of these names, logos, stuff like that. You know, that's more important. Right. And there's so many things you can name a team after that's not about yeah. a group of people. Like, like anything every, else in the world, you can make a team ever. First yeah. Off. Like, just, I mean, yeah, I, the, the, the fact that they were even named after these things in the first place with all of the options out there. Yeah. Kind of sad. Yeah. Um, I also, one of the names at a point in time that was actually a consideration for Washington's new team was just skins, like the Washington skins. And I was like, this is no better. Like, this is actually yeah. worse. Like, because you're literally going out of your way to try and keep it at that point. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So... Um, so, I do want to know, and I will show you guys this image later, but there is actually apparently a culturally appropriate Blackhawks logo uh, that could work, but it belongs to like a kids hockey team near that area. So it would be interesting to see if they could somehow incorporate that as their new logo if they have to change or decide to change. So, yeah. Um, so last things, what is your prediction for the new Redskins team name? I like the Red Wolves. I think that would be cool. Um, I think it will be the Red Wolves or Red Tails, which uh, is in reference to, I believe, the World War II pilots. Yes, that's my prediction as well as the Red Tails. Um, that was one I heard a lot, and I think that there is history behind that, and it keeps the same colors and everything. 
I think they're going to be called the Washington Trumps. <laughs> um, or the Washington Monuments. Or See, the monuments are uh, actually a possibility. Oh, God. Along with the generals, the... Yeah, a few other things. Which, it would be a little weird to see something come out of Washington. A team come out of Washington that isn't based off, like, the historic part of DC. I mean, we have the nationals and the capitals as it is. How about so. the senators? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's their minor league team at the moment for the nationals. So. Eh, who cares? Different sport, different league. The, the Washington founding fathers. There you go. The, the, um, the FFs. The FFSs yeah. for short. <laughs> So. I can see the headline already. Washington FFs. Well, <laughs> well, the Freedom Fighters is actually a very like oh god solid possibility for them, and that has been like brought up, like the WFF. Yeah. Oh so, FFS. So, and with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode of Top Trader Sports, <laughs> this podcast episode. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. It was kind of a back on track to what we're used to doing here. Getting caught uh, up with everything. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we will bring up any major things that happen uh, in next week's podcast. But the primary focus of next week will be going over the PLL and seeing the whole short season tournament that they are doing and just kind of going over all the progress they've made as a league in just two short years. And uh, why you should tune in to watch. So, hey, I just want to say, I really missed you guys. We missed you too, Spencer. So much. And thanks All for right. being with us. And own the beer league bench talk. <laughs> <laughs>